there's a ship that's anchored in the harbor. It's a vessel with the power to prevail. No man knoweth the hour, just when this mighty ship is going to sail. Only those who've made their preparation and heed the captain's call to get on board. See the destination. We're going to see our Lord. I am ready to see my Lord. I am ready to get on board. That glorious ship that will sail over Zion's shore. I am ready to see my Lord. My friend, are you are you ready now to hear that trumpet sound? Have you made your plans to meet us in the rapture? That day when the church will leave the ground. Only through the precious blood of Jesus can we receive this blessed gift of grace. He's the one who came and died to save us. We'll soon we'll see him face to face. I am ready to see my Lord. I'm ready to get on board. That glorious ship that will sail over Zion's sweet shore. I'm ready to see my get you in your spirit real quick, won't it? Thank you, Revelations. That was wonderful. We want to take time now to greet one another. We especially want to greet our visitors, and we hope you'll fill out the business card and back of the pews. So let's get out and welcome one another at this time. this time, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we just glorify your name this morning. On a beautiful Sunday morning, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the freedom to be able to come to your church, to come to worship you, to lift up your name, to lift up your word, to teach your word, and to learn your word. We pray your spirit upon us this morning, that we will hear you this day and be obedient, that we will love you and give every credit to you, Father. We just thank you, Lord, for all the things you're doing in our church in all the different ways. And we just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, this morning, to kick off Vacation Bible School and create a little excitement, Stacy's coming up here to say a few words about Vacation Bible School. Good morning, and going to be way better than me. We have another exciting guest coming in. 
This is Genesis. And you might have to stand up to see Genesis, and that's okay if you want to. Kids, make sure you can see. Y'all see that? This is Genesis, our robot, newly minted Genesis by the boys. These boys are hanging up our shirts for Bible school from the smallest, and we have them even bigger than this. We have something for everybody. Bible school is in a week, it starts a week from tomorrow. Bible school, the name of it is Time Lab, and it's every day, Monday through Friday from 9 to 12. We have a classroom from kids from three-year-olds all the way up through high school youth. There's a spot for everybody, and we will have a nursery, but the nursery is reserved for the folks who are helping with Bible school. Um, We would love some more help. We have all of our main roles filled, but there will always be days where this person needs to be out or this person needs to be out. So if you are interested, you don't even have to tell me ahead of time, but if you come, I will find a spot for you, and I'd really appreciate that. And um, Or if you know ahead of time you're definitely going to be here, come tell me now, and we'll give you a permanent spot if that's what you'd like. These shirts are available during fellowship time, um, this weekend, next weekend. Then they will also be available in the parking lot on the mornings leading up before Bible school. They're $5 a piece. And like I said, we've got tons available in all sizes. And I just wanted to give you some info about what the kids will be learning this year. Time Lab's theme is discovering Jesus from eternity past to eternity future. Get ready to launch into hyperdrive at Time Lab, where we'll discover Jesus from eternity past to eternity future. Did you know that Jesus existed before he was born as a baby in the manger? Did you know that he was actively involved in creating the universe, and that he existed even before we read about him in, Jesus, in Genesis 1-1? Did you know we can find him in the accounts of the Old Testament? Did you know that he, what he did while he was on earth? Do you know what he is doing right now? At Time Lab, we'll have a blast uncovering the truth about him through his word. You don't want to miss a nanosecond of the fun, so set your watches and make plans to join us at Time Lab. Thank you so much. And nobody works at Bible school to get any credit, but the brains behind this and the decorations that you're going to see in the church are what make me so excited. Um, So Tracy and Lance are hiding back here because they don't do anything for any recognition, but they're awesome because I couldn't have done that. So (laughs) please join us. Don't take them out. That's the best-looking church member we got, you know. (laughs) This morning we have quite a few of announcements, as we are having. I thank God that we're so busy and continuing on in our uh, season of the church here and and so forth. Uh, First of all, this morning we have a special guest speaker today. His name is Billy Beaver. Guess who who his father is? Larry. This is Larry Beaver's son, and uh, he is our special speaker today. Larry is in Dallas, Texas at this moment. He is at the National Southern Baptist Convention in Dallas, Texas, which is going on this week. He is actually there to represent us as we are a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. So I'm sure Larry will be back next week with a lot of exciting news and information, and et cetera, et cetera, of what he learns uh, this week. Be in prayer for him. I understand he had about a 10 or 12 layover at Raleigh-Durham Airport yesterday due to mechanical problems. And uh, thank the Lord he didn't get on the plane with mechanical problems, or there could have been a worse problem. But uh, we thank the Lord that he's safe and sound. But this morning, we are very glad to have Billy with us. Uh, Billy is a pastor at a church uh, from the China Grove area, and we are blessed to have him with him this morning. Please be in prayer for him as he brings the message this morning. On their other announcements for this week, you obviously have them in your bulletin. I'm not going to go over all those. Uh, to mention just a few things, obviously Vacation Bible School, we need to pray about that. Uh, there are a couple of flyers in your bulletin about young people and praise god we have a more active group of young adults and one of the things they're doing is going on a young adult backpacking trip up in the mountains and this is going to be fun fellowship and also uh bible lessons 
But this is one of the first times that this age group, young adults, has ever gone anywhere. And we've been encouraging this for years. And it's exciting to see them to get out and have some fun, and just like our youth do. So if you are between the ages of uh, 18 to 30, I'm sorry, not 18, yeah, 18 to 30, and would like to go with them or something, uh, this is the Sunday school class that has gotten together and taken this trip. They would be love to have you go with them. So if you'd like to go on this trip, please let them know if you're a young adult. Also, they are having a Bible study called the Upper Room Bible Study. It's at the uh, old uh, Coca-Cola building that's now been turned into an office for the Beulah Baptist Association. But there's information in here also on a young adult Bible study. It's just exciting to see what these young adults are doing nowadays. Also, there's a slip there, a volunteer interest meeting. There's a sports camp these young adults are going to be doing also. There's information on that. They'll be doing a ministry to young adults here uh, in the community this summer. There's information on that also, and we hope you'll pay attention to that as well. Also, uh, these nominating committee surveys. Uh, it's still encourage you to fill those out. If you don't fill them out, they'll assume that you're going to keep your job, okay? So uh, if, if you want to sign up for something, that's wonderful. You can sign up for it. If you want to give it up, you can still sign up for that as well. But if you don't do anything, they'll assume that you'll keep that job and keep you on that committee and keep you working, which I hope, hope we all do that as well. Yes. Okay. 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 All right. That's from the nominating committee, and they encourage you to fill them out so they'll know for sure. Okay. On our prayer list today, uh, quite a few people we also will remember, uh, continue to remember Thomas Long, uh, Helen Jones, of course, remember Larry Delane down in Dallas, <clears throat> Mr. Daryl Long, please continue to remember him. Uh, remember Stephanie Gillum. Uh, this is a young lady down in Guatemala where that super volcano is kind of going off. Uh, she is not in danger, I understand. She's a few hundred miles away, but it's got to be a little scary time for uh, Stephanie down in Guatemala with that volcano going on, so continue to play for her. Uh, uh, there will be a memorial service for Raymond Clayton on Tuesday at 2 o'clock at Strickland's. So if you're a part of this family or his friends, he'll have a memorial service Tuesday 2 o'clock at Strickland's also. There's also a thank you card on the bulletin board on behalf of the Andy May Hope family, expressing their gratitude to the church family and her passing. Uh, and uh, are there any other announcements or somebody else I'm forgetting? Okay. That's Carlos Grimes' uh, father-in-law. Okay. Is, is there anyone else you'd particularly like to lift up in prayer? Okay, if not, let's, let's go to the Lord again in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, Lord, we lift these up especially unto you. Lord, for every sickness, every situation, every opportunity, every good thing, Lord, even all the bad things, we lift it up to you for your help, for your presence, for your spirit, for your word to lead us and guide us. For those, Lord, who are saddened in heart due to loss of family, for those, O oh Lord, who have concerns of a job or a family member or another sickness or whatever the situation may be, Lord, we know we can bring all things unto you, that you will help us, Lord, in every way. We pray, O oh Lord, for Billy as he comes this morning, that you will lead him and guide him, Father. O oh Lord, speak through him the words you would have us to do and hear. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity in him being here, and we just praise you, Lord, for bringing him our way. We lift up Larry and Elaine down in Dallas. You will lead and guide and protect them, that you will give them wisdom, Father, to help us as a church. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for all the blessings you give us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, how about the verse of the month? We can read that together. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This morning, Tracy is on vacation, so TJ is going to have the children's moment now. So all the little kids can come up.
you please stand and join me in singing hymn 229, Are You Washed in the Blood? Let's stand as we sing. in prayer, please. Don't 
want you to especially listen to the words of this song. Um, I think we've sung it once before here. <laughs> we've loved it other places a lot of times, but the, the, the song is so precious because it explains to us that the cross is, accept, uh, is accessible by anybody, whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you're educated, whether you're uneducated, the ground at the cross is level. That's the title of the song. I stood at the cross and the king stood by me and on the other side of
good morning, church. I hope you guys are doing well today. Uh, I am uh, Pastor Billy Beaver. I'm Larry's, uh, Pastor Larry's oldest son. And uh, someone asked me a while ago, they said, uh, are, are you the smart one? And I had to think about that just a minute. And I said, you know what? No, I'm not the smart one, but I am the honest one, right? So I'm, I'm honest about not being smart. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I, I just want to thank you for allowing my wife and uh, my wife, Lisa. Uh, Lisa, why don't you stand up? I'm going to embarrass you a little bit, okay? Come on. Go ahead. <laughs> it's my wife, Lisa. And uh, we're always thankful to have a, a there, well, there's always a good woman behind every good man. Or how does that go? There's a wonderful woman, awesome woman behind every, every man. And I thank my wife very much for being behind me. Uh, in the ministry, but uh, I do want to thank you for allowing us to be your guests this morning and fill in as a speaker today as my father's there in, in, in Dallas. Uh, today I did talk to him just a little bit ago and he he uh, told me to just say hello to you guys and that uh, uh, he was right here with us in spirit this morning and uh, I want to tell you this, I want to thank you for uh, allowing uh, or just inviting uh, my father and mother into your homes and, and uh, loving on them as you have because you've made a, a gigantic impact in their lives. And, uh, and I know they're making a gigantic impact on you, and I know they're helping you through this transition time uh, as you find in, in, uh, a pastor that is going to lead you into the future. And, so, uh, and, I, and we're, we're praying for you at Main Street Baptist in China Grove. I want you to know that this morning. Uh, for for God to be able to lead you in that right direction uh, today, in a godly direction, a biblical direction. But um, this morning, I, I, I want to go ahead and get started. I want us to open our Bibles to the Old Testament, and I want us to open up to Numbers, the book of Numbers. And I want us to turn to chapter 13, chapter 13 of the book of Numbers, and we're going to start about verse 26. Numbers chapter 13, starting around verse 26. Um, and, and also, uh, I asked Brother Carroll a little bit ago, I said, I hope, it, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to be reading from the Holman Christian Standard Version this morning. Uh, so uh, if it reads just a little bit different than yours this morning, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, get, we'll get by and we'll, we'll get through this morning. But uh, Numbers chapter 13, uh, verse 26 uh, and following, <clears throat> the Bible says, the men went back to Moses, Aaron, and the entire Israelite community in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back a report for them and the whole community, and they showed them the fruit of the land. They reported to Moses, we went into the land where you sent us, and indeed it is flowing with milk and honey, and here is some of its fruit. Now, verse 28 However, however, that's a key word there. The people living in the land are strong and the cities are large and fortified. We also saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites are living in the land of Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live by the sea along the Jordan. Verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people in the presence of Moses and said, We must go up and take possession of the land because we can certainly conquer it. But the men who had gone up with him responded, We can't go up against the people because they are stronger than we are. So they gave a negative report to the Israelites about the land that they had scouted. The land we passed through to explore is one, of the, <clears throat> is one that devours its Inhabitants and all the people we, we saw in it are men of great size. We even saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, come from the, the Nephilim to ourselves. We seemed like grasshoppers. This is an important statement here. We ourselves seemed like grasshoppers, and we must have seemed the same to them. Would you bow your heads in a word of prayer over God's word this morning? God, I pray today that your word does speak volumes to us in this place. And we want to we thank you for this day that we've gathered in your name once again. And we thank you for these people. We thank you for Theresa Baptist Church and what it means to this community. 
And so may this be an encouragement today. May you encourage this church. May you encourage me uh, today as I stand behind your sacred desk, as I stand behind your pulpit and preach your word, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said, Amen. I want to I want to give you kind of a, um, a a kind of a one sentence kind of synopsis of what I want you to leave with here today and and this is simply it. We will have faith in what we fear. We will have faith in what we fear because I believe that the Bible is saying that it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. We know that the 10 spies in this passage of scripture that we we have just read this morning. Well, first of all, we know that um, God had led the children of Israel uh, thus far, and he had done a, a lot of amazing things, hadn't he? He had done a, a lot of miracles in the life uh, of the Israelites. And so they were there placed on the uh, other side of the Jordan waiting to go into the promised land that God had promised them and said that it was full of milk and honey. It was one of the, the, the greatest places that they could have ever imagined uh, to be living. And so they sent in 12 spies, and that's where we get to in our, in our verses of Scripture this morning. They sent in 12 spies, and these, these, these spies came back. And we know that 10 of these spies came back with a uh, not-so-favorable report about the promised land. Two of them, only two of them, only two of them gave a good report. Now, I want you to think about this. This is kind of ironic, I think it is, that nobody can remember the names of those guys. I, I, don't, I mean, you, I don't know if you know them or not. I don't know the name of one of those ten spies. But I do know, know the name of the two, Joshua and Caleb. <laughs> I know the names, the, the names of, of, of the uh, positive uh, report of the two spies that came back. So I think we can learn probably a little lesson there, don't you, about, uh, about negative, negativity maybe sometimes, um, especially for the children of God. Um, you know, I feel like as we're reading the Bible, if we want to be forgotten, like you, you can't remember the, the names of these spies. I can't remember. They don't, nobody possibly remembers the names of these spies. Why is that? Because they were, they were negative, first of all, we understand that. But they also grumbled and complained. They were very cynical. They doubted. They were skeptical. They were critical. And they said things like this. This isn't the right, or this isn't right. And they say things like, this will never happen. That's what they said. They, they said, we can't go into this land. We can't go forward. We can't cross where God wants us to, do, to go. Because we see... Things are just not going to work out there. They talked about the uh, people being bigger than they were. Now, let's look, on the, let's look on the other side. If you want to be remembered, if you want to be remembered, especially in the kingdom of God, men, women, children, congregations, if we want to leave our impression on history, we've got to believe that God will do great things. And we've got to believe that God will do greater things than we're even seeing right now. You know, God's been, uh, I know, I know this, that God has been a blessing to to you over the years here at this church. Um, I have not even known about you. And can I be, can I be quite honest? Uh, We live in a, a, what would you say, a, um, it's hard to say a vacuum, but it's not a vacuum. Uh, We live in our own little world sometimes, right? And in China Grove, we're near Charlotte. We're near the metropolitan area. So that's all we see. We don't see the other parts of North Carolina. I didn't even know there was a Roxborough, North Carolina, until my dad came up here. My dad, I don't know if you knew this, but he pastored Baptist Temple in Reedsville also. And I didn't even know there was a Reedsville, North Carolina. But I've got to know this whole area very well. And I can tell you why. Every time I come up here, my dad gets me in the car. If I come up here and stay overnight, he'll get me in the car and we'll drive around almost all day long. 
And so I've, I've been to all your lakes. I've been to all your, I could probably go down every single nook and cranny and road. That's just something about my dad that, that I love. You know, he's going to, he's going to really get to know an area. You know, he gets to know people, but he also wants to know the area also. And so I, I, I feel like I know, I feel like I'm part of Roxborough now. I feel like I'm part of Reedsville and this part of North Carolina. It's such a beautiful place. And this is not in my message here, but can I say this? Um, when I drive around up here, this place takes me back to my younger years, especially being around my grandfather. I, I don't know why that is. I told my wife this uh, driving up 157 coming up from uh, Durham yesterday. And I said, you know, I, want, I just want to stop on the side of the road here because I said it just, it just some, for some reason, I've got a little um, uh, memory of my grandfather. And I think it's because of the way uh, the land is. And it's not, it, some of the land is, hasn't been touched like it has in our area. We have high, high rises. We have uh, booming places going up everywhere. Our highway's being changed right now literally to eight lanes. Right in, right in front of our eyes, there's an exit going into, we had a little area, right? There was, it was just a little quaint place. Now we have an exit being built, right? We could throw a rock and hit the exit where it's been built off of an eight lane highway. So we don't, we don't have this. And I, pr- I pray that, that you thank God for the blessing of what he's given you here, even in land, because this is a wonderful place, I would say, to raise a family. Uh, I've noticed that you guys, um, you guys just take your time too. Down at down at, down at Charlotte and, and China Grove, we're like, we've got to get there. We run it run over each other. That doesn't seem like to happen here. You know, you, you take your time on things. And so I, I say God bless you there. Um, now, I want us to think about this. I want us to think about our story just a little bit. The ten spies in our story were almost completely, the ten spies, the negative spies, were almost completely focused on their adversaries. They said this. They said the people are stronger than we are and they're skilled in warfare. That means they can fight and we, we can't beat them. They're, they're skilled. But Joshua and Caleb, they focused on the fruit. Because they said the the land is flowing with milk and honey. It is just like God had said. It is just like, folks, that is powerful right there. And that's powerful for us to, as children of God, to to believe that way, to believe what God's word has already said. You know, it doesn't have to be just the written word because the the, the, the written word is actually a living word and it is powerful. It is powerful and it's also the spoken word of God. So we have to believe that God is going to do uh, greater things. Now, the, the, the spies, those ten spies, they saw the giants. That's what they saw. They not only saw their adversaries, they saw the giants, how big these people were. They said that they were physically large. You know, they were from a group of people. Uh, my studies say that they could have been anywhere from seven to nine feet tall. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but the studies I've done says that. That's some big people, right? That, that's some big people. And so they said they were bigger than us, bigger than us and, and there's no way we can conquer them. Joshua and Caleb, they saw God. These two spies, or these two, these two uh, searchers that was going into the new land, they saw God. And here's what they said. We must take this land because we can conquer it because God said so. God was leading us into this land. We can certainly conquer it because, let me ask you something. Hadn't God already provided for them? God had already done miracles for them. Already done miracles. But now there was ten spies saying we can't go in, but two saying, oh, yes, we can. Oh, yes, we can. And then finally... These uh, ten spies that brought back the not-so-favorable report, they saw the walls, the thick walls that they said there in those verses. And when they saw these walls, their faith crumbled before them. Their faith crumbled because they said that uh, these walls were very thick and tall. I, again, my research uh, suggests that these walls were, could have been anywhere from 20 to 30 feet thick, and possibly 25 to 30 feet tall. Those were big walls, right? Those were huge walls. By the way, 
You do know what happened later whenever they got into the promised land, right? (laughs) And those big walls and what happened to those big walls? Well, we see that Joshua and Caleb had faith and they knew these walls would crumble. They knew that. They knew these walls would crumble. They said we must go in and we must possess this land because we can conquer it because God had already provided and God has already provided for us. I want to say I want to make sure that I leave this statement here with you today. Friends and family and church, I say the church of the living God, the outcome of the circumstances and the situations in this life are based on our perspective. From where from where we're standing, how we're perceiving that. Right? We we can we can get into a mode where we're standing maybe not in so much of a favorable area. Put it to kind of put it into a nutshell there, as I was talking to you a while ago about that I drove up and I saw your area and, and I was like, Wow, you know, this takes me back. I, I see but I haven't seen everything, right? I didn't know the people as I was driving down the road, did I? Or No, I didn't. I, I, did, I didn't know these people as I was driving down 157. I saw the land. I saw everything. And, and, and uh, I just felt like you know, just stopping. And sometimes I feel like stopping and stopping at somebody's house. This is going to sound crazy. Stopping at somebody's house and, and knocking on the door and say, hello, I'm, I'm so-and-so. You know, I'd like to get, you know, get to know you just a little bit. Well, you see, that was my perspective of coming up. You guys live here. You know this area. So you're seeing it from a different perspective. I don't know what perspective you have of your church. I don't know what perspective you have of this area. I don't know what perspective you have of, 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 uh, of things in, in Roxborough and around Person County. But I do know this that the outcome of the circumstances in our life and situations in our life always are based on the perspective that we have. We will have faith. Please catch that. We will have faith in what we fear. And these, these ten spies we read about a while ago, they feared the giants. They, they had faith. Believe it or not, they had faith in these giants. They feared them, right? But Joshua and Caleb feared God they had faith in God. Real, quick, real quickly, what does fearing God mean? What does the fear of God mean? Does that mean we're supposed to be scared of God? Or, or does he want us to like be you know, like this, just, just plumb scared to death of him? Doesn't the Bible say that we're not to have the spirit of fear? And that God doesn't give us the spirit of fear? Here's the important thing to know about fearing God. And here's some words that I think we can go home with today. The fear of God is not being frightened like as if you're on a, a huge roller coaster. I used to live in Kansas City, Missouri. We had something called the Orient Express. It was the, at that time in the 80s, it was the tallest roller coaster in America. I think it dropped like 150 feet or so. I don't know if it was quite that tall, but it was, it was tall. It was scary. It went through a bunch of loops and all this. Scared to death every time that I wrote it. Why I got on it, I don't know. But scared to death. It's, but fear of God, it's not that kind of fear. Right? It's, it's not that, it's not, oh, I'm so scared. But here it is. It, the fear of God is reverence of God. Right? It's the respect of God. The reverence of God and the respect that we're going to have for God. It is the honor and the awe of the almighty God. God doesn't want us to be afraid of him like as if it was a roller coaster or some, some uh, uh, boogeyman or something. But he wants, to have, he wants us to have reverence and awe for him because, you know, his name, his name denotes that, that we, should, he, he, we should have awe for him. We should honor him. We should respect him especially because his word tells us that. And when we walk in the fear of the Lord, I'm telling you from my studies from the Bible and from God's word, I know that God will not let us down. He may not make us happy, right? He may not make us happy in the things we want. 
Because I'm going to tell you something. God messes my plans up all the time. Right? I mean, honestly, he messes my plans up. I'm thinking, God, what in the world are you doing? You know, you're doing this, and, and sometimes you'll, you'll seem like everything's going awesome, and, and God's leading you in one way, and all of a sudden, er, he turns you around. And How many of you ever felt like that, right? And, and you still trust him. You say, God, I'm going to trust you through this. And it has to be that, re- that reverence, that awe, that respect. That's how, we, we, that's how perspective of God. That's, that's how we have an allness for God. God, God knows our every care. He knows who we are. He knows every hair on our head, folks. And so when we walk with God, when we walk with God every day, we're living continuously in this reverence, in this respect for the Lord. And we know he's protecting us. He's protecting us throughout this life. You know, I, I remember there was a, like a documentary that was made uh, years and years ago. It was filmed, it could have been in Alaska or somewhere, probably was Alaska. And it pictured a small bear cub, just a little bitty. Can you picture that with me? Just a small little bear cub, maybe not even that tall. And the picture is, the, the, the video here showed a little bear cub on its Raising up on its back legs and standing up, right? And giving all it could, like, you know, you know how a little bear cub is. It's not going to be very loud, but bless its heart, it's going to try, right? And it was was doing all it could. And I wondered what in the world that it was doing. The camera panned around, there was a huge mountain lion, like four or five times bigger, coming toward that 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 uh, cub. But then all of a sudden, as it panned toward the the mountain lion, and as that little cub was giving all he had, all of a sudden the mountain lion stopped. And you thought, I thought to myself, what in the world? You know, man. And I imagine that little cub thought, man, look at me, look what I just did. And he was actually standing there on the hind legs like, you know, I'm this big, tough, this big, tough bear. You know, I can do this. But then the, the camera panned around. It panned to a, a wide open shot. And standing behind that little cub was a huge, no telling how tall, big old grizzly bear standing right behind. That mountain lion had retreated because of mama. Not so much because of that little cub, but because of that mama bear. I want to tell you something this morning, folks. I want to to leave you with this. We have got a great big God that is standing with us. Don't ever forget that. In this life, we can get the wrong perspective sometimes, and we can give up, right? In our lives, we can do that individually. We can do that as a church. We can do that as people of God. But I, I want to tell you, I want to encourage you this morning that we've got a, a great big God and he can make any giant seem like a grasshopper just like in the story that we're, we were reading about this morning. The ten spies, they looked at those giants. They looked up far enough to see the giants. Joshua and Caleb looked up far enough to see the Father The almighty God. The almighty God. In closing here, I want to leave, I want to ask you these two important questions this morning. First of all, I want to to give you kind of an invitation to uh, individuals today. I want to ask you this question. What giants have you been facing in your life? What what have you been fearing more than you've been fearing God, the almighty? It could be things at work. It could be something in your health. It could be other things in your life. I don't know what your situation is, but what have you been fearing more than you've been fearing the Almighty? It's all about perspective. And I'm going to ask, the, the, uh, uh, as we get ready to sing an invitation song here, I'm going to ask you also as a church this morning, what have you been fearing as a church, as a whole? What has been keeping you 
from all that God wants you to be to this community. You have a wonderful church, a wonderful church. I, when I stepped on the grounds the first time, I felt, I felt this, is, this, is, this is holy ground because God's here. I felt that way when I came here. The first, I felt that way this morning. But, folks, God wants us to keep moving forward, and he wants us to keep trusting him. And I ask you this morning, where is, where is, he, taking, where is he taking you as a church? I want you to always remember to keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't take your eyes off the Lord Jesus because God has exciting plans planned for you as individuals, and he's also got exciting plans for you as a church at Theresa Baptist Church here in Roxboro, North Carolina. I can guarantee that. We've got a great big God, folks. Let's trust him all the way. And as we, as we stand, we're going we're gonna to sing a, a hymn of invitation here this morning. If you have something today that you're praying, that you've been praying about, that you've been searching and you, you've been saying in your life that, that you, maybe you just need to release it this morning and say, God, well, let me say this. It may, it may be a physical thing that you have in your life, right? I'm not going to tell you God's going to heal you and, and all of a sudden you're going to be healed of every physical disease and all of a sudden you're going to have the best job that you've ever had. You're going to have the best of everything you've ever, ever had. I can't promise you all that, but I can promise you that you have a God that loves you and that can carry you through what you're going through this morning. So as we're singing this morning, if you want to come and, and pray in the altar, uh, would you please come this morning? And I'll be standing down at the front. If you want to just pray with me, I'll be happy to pray with you this morning. Let's sing.